0: So, I have a thought or two about the whole Kyle Rittenhouse trial and (laughs) verdict. Now, let me say, I am glad that the calling of a pastor does not include the requirement of being a cultural commentator. I am far too slow of thought to have something scriptural and meaningful to say before social media moves on to the next top story. Thankfully, the work of a pastor is the exact opposite of simply commenting on the latest news. We must pore over truth from before time began rather than upon headlines that are vaporous and fleeting. Nonetheless, the scriptures do have much wisdom to give us as we observe current events. And so I will venture to do, from, to do this from time to time, which brings me to the House events. If you are unfamiliar with the original events and the National Attention-Grabbing Trial then you would be better served by searching for another summary than by any summary that I could give. But while the actual event in Kenosha in 2020, then the trial last year, and the verdict are significant, I would like to focus upon a point that the Rittenhouse trial is only a glaring example of. You see, that the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse was, and still is, incredibly divisive, even though it centered around a shooting that was captured by three videos. One from a citizen, one from a drone, and another from the FBI. In other words, this was not a trial based purely upon witness testimony, as many are. Instead, there is a threefold visual capturing of those infamous moments. But despite being able to watch the events with our own eyes, opinions are still bitterly divided. And this is what has got me thinking. How can everyone look at the same evidence and come away with such opposite opinions? One would think that living in an age where everyone carries the ability to capture high-definition video in their pockets would erase such polarizing trials. Yet it is no new fact of history for two people to watch the same event and draw vastly different conclusions. Video and the internet have simply made it possible for millions of people to now do so at the same time. I'm convinced, however, that our problem never has been what we could see, but rather how we see. Proverbs 29, 18 is a leadership favorite. Most people still think of the KJV, which reads, Where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Many take this verse to be referring to visionary leadership, but that is very much not the point. As the second half of the proverb makes clear, the vision being spoken of does not come from man, but from God, since law is a synonym for the scriptures. Indeed, the ESV translates the verse as saying, where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law. Thus, Proverbs 29.18 is warning that when people have no vision of God's word and law, They perish by giving themselves over to debauchery. In the Bible, such living without restraint is never a good thing, but always leads to sorrow and death. The Israelites, after all, cast off their restraint whenever they formed and worshipped the golden calf that the Lord sent, and the Lord sent a plague on the people for that idolatry. This is certainly what is happening today before our eyes. Our society has. Liberated itself from God's vision, adopting a secular and pagan, but I repeat myself, vision of reality. Therefore, it should be no surprise that the world seems to have cast off all restraint. Animal life is now considered more valuable than the life of infants in their mother's womb. Biological realities, such as male and female, are now viewed as malleable and subject to an individual's whims. Justice is repeatedly demanded, even as criminals are repeatedly released back onto streets with little more than a slap on the wrists. The problem is a lack of vision. No vision of the true value of human life. No vision of the value of men and women in both our likenesses and our distinctions. No vision of what justice is. Darwin, Freud, and Marx may have paved the way for secularism to usurp Christianity as the dominant religion. Of the West but it clearly provides no stable vision but only casts off restraint and this I believe is why even in a age of visual testimony we can still see the same thing like the written house videos and come away with the complete opposite reactions the problem is not what we see but in how we see and here we must conclude that there is obviously more impacting our vision than simply sight we interpret the same site so differently because we have competing visions of reality. Indeed, the fracture in the West is ever-expanding between two incompatible worldviews and visions of reality. One is at least predicated upon the notions of Christianity, while the other actively sets itself against Christianity. These are two mutually exclusive theologies. Both Christ and the secular God of progress demand exclusive worship. They are as fundamentally opposed to one another as worshipping Baal was to the worship of the Lord in the Old Testament. Now, I suppose that what I'm getting at is that the polarization that we all feel is not a result of simple misinformation. There is a real war of of theologies being waged behind all of the headlines. And as with all wars, one side must eventually concede and declare the other victor. Secularists disagree on exactly what such a victory would look like for them. Marx certainly gave the clearest vision of a secular paradise in the form of communism. But that vision was already played out around the Tower of Babel the original temple to the God of progress. In Christianity, however, we know that the war for the cosmos will one day be put to rest at the return of Christ, when the serpent who deceives the nations will be cast into the lake of fire for all eternity. We look forward to that day as our blessed hope. And until it comes, we must continue to stand firm in these evil days. Although few will see or hear, we must continue to proclaim that unity at the feet of christ is true and diverse unity while the unity around anything else is a dehumanizing soul damning fraud <clears throat> in short we must continues to be a- continue to be ambassadors for the true vision the capital v in the midst of our visionless world Thank you for listening to the B.C. Newton podcast. For more rooted theology for the Unwithered Church, please visit bcnewton.co. Until next time, grace and peace.